Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello and welcome to City Update. This week I'm very pleased to say that Brooklyn's Radio stock market guru Lee Humphreys is back and fully refreshed from his holiday in Sundrench, Devon. So what have you got for us today, Lee? Well, firstly, thank you for filling in for last week's show, Ian. I thought what your guest from the Surrey Chambers of Commerce said about the number of new businesses that were being created right now in Surrey was particularly interesting and actually far more pertinent to how the economy is performing right now than a good deal of the rearview mirror data that we see released each week from more official sources. Okay, Lee, so uh, turning to the world and uh, more official data, what's been happening since we last talked? Well, actually, um, last Friday, we had uh, notification from one of the uh, main three ratings agencies, Fitch, which I should explain are simply companies which rate debtors' ability to pay back debt. I think I've described them before as the Experian credit check for governments, um, and they downgraded the outlook of the United States. So what does that mean for the United States? Well, it's essentially saying, albeit in whispered tones, that they have started to believe that even the biggest and most powerful economy in the world may potentially have difficulties in paying back the mountains of debt they've built up, in particular as a policy response to the COVID-19 crisis. So give us a scale of the size of that mountain. Well, um, if our listener remembers um, one thing from this conversation uh, today, Ian, it's uh, to take a look at a great website I've found called usdebtclock.org, uh, which currently gives the reading at well over, get this, $26 trillion or $214,000 per tax-paying citizen in the United States. Um, given that the entire US economy, after announcing a drop of 33% in second quarter GDP last week is worth something in the region of $21 trillion. You can see it's becoming a problem and no doubt the reason behind the Fitch downgrade. And does this have any practical effects on anyone? Uh, well, um, one of the more immediate effects has been on the US dollar itself, which it must be said has uh, weakened substantially over the past six months. The US currency buys roughly 10% less in pound sterling terms than it did back in March this year. And the net effect has been that there has been significant moves higher in what are deemed alternative currencies, such as gold, which is currently trading at an all-time high, silver, which is up over 70% in the last 12 months, and even Bitcoin. Now, you talked about Bitcoin before. Is Bitcoin still a thing? In early February uh, this year in, actually, each Bitcoin was worth less than 5,000 US dollars. Um, now they're trading closer to 12,000 US dollars. If as many are now predicting the US dollar, and let's not forget this, the reserve currency of the world since the 1940s is, is going to fall in value, investors are asking which currency do they now put their money in? The pound? Well, Possibly. Uh, it's had a great run recently, you may have noticed, but ultimately the UK has similar issues to that of the US. The Chinese renminbi, who have um, for many years been trying to devalue it uh, in order to make their own economy more uh, competitive, or possibly the euro, well, um, despite recent strength also, given that the EU have just started to issue their own debt, some investors will be nervous there too. 
Now, uh, bitcoins may interest our uh, listeners. Uh, wh- why would that be a beneficiary of this uh, Fitch US downgrade news? Well, um, much as I said a fortnight ago, I know... Uh, expert in Italian politics. I'm definitely no expert in Bitcoin. I, I'm not entirely sure who is. Um, what I will say, which looks to be a huge advantage for it right now, is that it separates money uh, in the form of currencies and the states who, in the form of governments, cannot help dipping their hands in the proverbial cookie jar and spending their way to help secure electoral success um, by increasing the supply of cash, by uh, raising huge piles of debt. The, uh, the attraction to investors of Bitcoin is there's only a finite number of them. So this option will never be available to governments or states. Right. Well, that's one to watch, I guess. But moving on, you mentioned uh, when we last talked um was the statistic regarding Italian GDP, which has fallen since the start of the euro. Now, what, what's come about there? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that statistic was, was unbelievable, wasn't it? And it, uh, and it does actually follow on from uh, what we've just been uh, discussing. Uh, the Italian GDP figures uh, last week now um, showed that uh, Italy's economy is now almost 10% below the level of the introduction of the euro back in 1999. If you're Italy, 21 years into the current, the, the common currency project, um, uh, and the, uh, and the only thing you can show for it is a 10% decline in the wealth of a generation, then you have to anticipate there's going to be huge problems ahead. I guess that, um, maybe a result of uh, the Italian government not even to control its economy rather than a problem with the euro. But so do you think that Italy at some point may have to leave the euro? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. In um, Italy, I'm fairly certain, cannot maintain being uh, in the euro uh, forever unless Europe um, unifies further to the extent that Brussels rather than Rome can take control of the Italian treasury functions so that taxation and spending are directly controlled by the EU in so much the same way uh, as the US federal um, system works. Um, The question really is, can the EU do this before the clamour to leave the euro um, becomes so loud in Italy that it's virtually impossible to stop? Well, we've certainly seen that Brussels is trying to prevent this by sending sort of multiple uh, billions to Rome via the uh, European Recovery Fund um, that was agreed upon last month. Uh, you seem to be suggesting that may not be enough. Well, Italy is in the midst of a significant depopulation here. People are leaving uh, the country in dribs and drabs to live and work elsewhere. And for those that remain, the fertility rate, that is uh, the rate effectively in which the nation uh, replaces itself, is around 1.35. Nowhere near enough to sustain the population as it currently stands. Uh, In order to fill this gap, uh, the government, as with others actually in in Europe, attempts to draw in labour from in the form of uh, immigrants. Uh, And as we know, this can be politically toxic. Can secondly again raise debt to pay for an aging and therefore non working population, which even with interest rates at below zero on certain occasions is no substitute for organic growth. So, in other words, you can't see any improvement. 
Well, look, these um, same dynamics are happening all over the EU and more broadly, actually, the world uh, right now. There's little or no room to cut interest rates. They're essentially zero in Western in the Western world. Stimuluses can't continue forever in the face of debt mounting. So something will have to break unless countries rid themselves of the obligations to provide, for instance, um, pensions, health care and education services. But, you know, what government will ever agree or even suggest that? Well, whatever population would want uh, that. Therefore, faced with these seemingly intractable issue of unsustainable budget deficits around the globe, as Fitch pointed out last week, more players in the market will consider currencies that cannot be so easily manipulated due to their finite nature, such as gold, silver or now Bitcoin, and in all likelihood will increase in value due to the inherent weakness of cash as we know it. Okay, Lee, what else has been happening? Well, um, just to briefly take you through the the weekend, we had a large move uh, higher in markets on Monday, and that really was on the basis of uh, some um, uh, prospects out of the United States for additional uh, economic uh, stimulus. Here in the UK on Tuesday, we had some uh, sad news. Our listeners uh, may well have heard that Dixon's were going to be cutting 800 jobs. Pizza Express as well. Uh, also announced they're going to be cutting 1,100 jobs, closing 67 out of 499 restaurants. That's uh, about 15% of their total. And gold, we mentioned a moment ago, went through $2,000. On Wednesday, we had some really interesting data from Sweden. If you remember, they haven't really locked down in the same sense that a lot of the Western world has uh, locked down. Swedish GP, GDP came out at minus 8.2% percent for the second quarter you might think that's bad but actually in comparison to the eu average of minus 12 percent it looks pretty good and if you can then compare that again to spain which uh, saw its gdp fall 18 and a half percent in the second quarter you can see that really does look fairly spectacular um on thursday uh, we had um, some news out of the bank of england and also can be contrasted with um uh, the swedish gdp figure the bank of england said they are now predicting a fall of nine and a half percent in GDP in the full year of 2020. Um, and that was a revision down from a, uh, a previous estimate of minus 14 percent. That would still see GDP falling in the UK by the biggest amount in 100 years. They're also predicting unemployment, sadly, will rise to seven and a half percent from, as it currently stands, 3.9 percent this year. If you ask me, in these uh, these forecasts are very, very optimistic and may have to be rounded up again. Okay, Lee, thank you very much indeed. See you next week, I hope. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. In Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio.